It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Or having to sort out the facts from the headlines. Um. It's just an abuse of the First Amendment. It's 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 horribly sad, um, and you know there's <laughs> I mean there's nowhere to go from this. Uh, in my personal opinion, and this is my personal opinion, this was another avoidable crime. If this guy wasn't here, I'm not saying something horrible might not have happened to Molly at some point in her life. I'm not saying it was particularly smart of this young lady to be jogging alone on an empty road. God knows I would be all over my daughter or my sons or my grandchildren for running and jogging alone on an empty road. Um, they would be dealing with hell from Grandpa <laughs> before they dealt with anyone else. But in the meantime, the deed is done. The horror happened. And um, and the only consequences is she's gone. And we've got clouding in the press. And we've got a continuation of avoidable crimes, uh, and it's it's just sad all the way around. I <laughs> I had expected to get on here. I've been reading Greg Gutfeld's book, which I absolutely recommend, Gutfeld Monologues, because it's very poignant and very funny and very serious and very accurate in so many ways. And uh, and I was going to get on and come in with some quotes, and they were funny and they were humorous and they were interesting and they were political, and. I just didn't have the heart for it, having uh, having heard this, and uh, that's all there is to it. I, I I just I am beyond words on Molly Tippett's here. Well, I guess before we let you go, Richard, uh, bring us up to speed on everything that you're involved in, and uh, then we'll let you go for today. Well, we are. Up to our ears in preparation for the upcoming 18th annual La Jolla Writers Conference. Um, we expect it to be sold out because we do not have any more than 200 people, keeping it a very intimate as well as uh, uh, interesting and informative conference. Uh, it's looking like it's going to be uh, uh, particularly informative this year because we've got some really good agents that are going to be there looking for material and looking to tell people how to approach agents for presenting their material. A lot of people are still seeking out traditional publishing and they need to know, you know, what the uh, what the odds are, how to approach a uh, uh, an agent, how to approach a publisher, how to write a uh, uh, a pitch letter, how to how to actually do a concise summary of that which they wrote. Uh, you know, when you get done writing a book over several years to try to condense it into, you know, a couple of pages, that's a lot of work. Yes. That's a lot of work. And and this is this is stuff, some of the stuff that we cover in the conference. It's part of the uh, part of the art craft and business of writing. There are seventy some odd classes to choose from in two and a half days. So anybody who shows up is gonna be real busy. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, well, Rich. Me, 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 pick me. <laughs> well, come on, come on down and get the media discount. Just go online, LaHoyaWritersConference.com. <laughs> well, Rich, I appreciate you making time, and uh, we will talk to you next week. Thank you, my friend. Be well. Happier times next week. Yes. Thank you, my friend. Well, we are going to take a time out, and when we come back. We are going to chat uh, with Dr. Jack Caravelli, and uh, we will figure it out. Usually Rich is uh, real jovial, but he wasn't this way. Yeah. <laughs> I remember him the last time. <laughs> but uh, we got more coming up.
Attention, this is a public notice from Citizens Disability. If you are one of the millions of Americans who are disabled and unable to work, you may be entitled to disability benefits from Social Security. Receiving benefits is your right if you suffer from a physical or mental disability. Whether you're applying for the first time or you've already been denied, Citizens Disability can help. You'll be given an advocate who will evaluate your situation, handle your application, and deal with Social Security. Best of all, there is no fee until you receive your benefits. We only get paid if you win your case. To get started with your free no-obligation consultation, call 800-504-1639. That's 800-504-1639. There are a vast number of conditions that can make you eligible for disability benefits, many that you may not be aware of. So if you're disabled and unable to work, Call Citizens Disability today. Again, that's 800-504-1639. 800-504-1639. That's Citizens Disability. 800-504-1639. If your credit card bills have gotten out of hand, call Consolidated Credit now. They can consolidate your debts, reduce your interest rates, and get you out of debt fast. Call Consolidated Credit now. 800-404-0907. 800-404-0907. That's 800-404-0907. Consolidated Credit Counseling Services Incorporated. 5701 West Sunrise Boulevard, Fort Lauderdale, Florida. 33313. Not a loan company. Licensed by the New York Department of Financial Services and by the Vermont Department of Financial Regulation. Maryland DM-19. Oregon DM-80031. Licensed by Virginia State Corporation Commission DC-32. Log on now to JiggyJaguar.com for the best in Jiggy gear. Hats, t-shirts, coasters, best of show CDs, and coming soon, dog t-shirts. So even clothing has gone to the dogs. JiggyJaguar.com Are you worried about your mom or dad living alone in their house? Hi, I'm Joan London. Listen, I know how difficult it is to find senior care for someone you love. That's why I recommend a free service called A Place for Mom. They are the nation's largest senior living referral service. Call A Place for Mom today. To receive free information on senior living communities in your area, call A Place for Mom at 1-800-809-5785. A Place for Mom offers free, one-on-one -on -one advice from local advisors and a personalized list of senior living communities you can visit. If you have questions about senior care for your mom or dad, there's a place for answers, a place for mom. Call A Place for Mom in the next 10 minutes to get your free ebook on financing senior care as well as free information on senior living communities in your area. Call 1-800-809-5785. That's 1-800-809-5785. If you owe $10,000 or more to the IRS and you cannot afford to make payments to the IRS, you may qualify for the CNC tax program. This is a new program, and if you qualify, you won't make any payments to the IRS while in this program. Once you're accepted into this program, the IRS is forced to stop all harassing collection activities. No threatening phone calls, no wage garnishments, no bank levies, and no more monthly payments to the IRS. Get ready to write this number down. It's the most important number you'll ever need to end your IRS tax nightmare. Call Paramount Tax Relief at 800-549-6183 for a free confidential consultation to find out if you qualify for the CNC tax program. Once you are accepted into the CNC tax program, you won't make any payments to the IRS while in this program. Call Paramount Tax Relief now at 800-549-6183. That's 800-549-6183. Again, 800-549-6183. This is ASE Automotive Professional Pam Oaks. It's time to learn a little bit about your auto. Not all engine oil is the same. And I'm not talking about the weight, like 1030 or 5W20. I'm talking about the chemistry surrounding each brand. Not following the manufacturer recommended engine oil requirements to a T will result in sludge buildup and most likely component damage. Lesson learned. Visit carcareforthecluelist.com, making you a savvy car consumer. Back to the Jiggy Jaguar radio show on the network. Get him going. We're welcome back to the big broadcast. We lost two. And we still have Jay with us, though, which is good. I'm the loyal, faithful one. He's the loyal, faithful one. We're going to call Dr. Jack Hirabelli, who is also loyal and faithful. And uh, <laughs> we'll get the doctor on the line. 
Via the magic of Skype audio. Whoa. And there's Dr. Jack. How are you, sir? James, good afternoon. Good to talk to you. We've got uh, a uh, we've got Jaybird Wells in studio, and I never and I never can make this. I always I always go. We have Jaybird Wells as well. I never can make that transition. But uh, we have got Dr. Jack Caravelli on the line, and uh, of course, Dr. Jack is uh, joining us uh, to talk about a myriad of subjects. Uh, I first of all want to want to touch on this. Uh, this book that is out there, this Woodward book, uh, give, give me your thoughts on this, my friend. Well, uh, it is causing quite a stir, James, certainly in Washington and probably well beyond the Beltway. Bob Woodward, as you know, uh, very experienced journalist. Uh, he was one of the, the duo with um, on the, um, uh, the uh, Pentagon case, uh, the Richard Nixon stuff. Uh, as you recall. Yes. Uh, so he's very experienced. He's been around Washington a long time. Uh, he has many, many sources. Uh, the approach he's taken on the book, using quotations but not naming names, is uh, what he usually does. You know, and you can argue whether that's good journalism or, or bad uh, or, or unfair to people being either praised or attacked. Uh, but that's, you know, that's Woodward's style. Now, in terms of the content, uh, you know, it, it's obviously damning and very troubling if it's true, uh, you know, toward, toward President Trump. I actually had lunch today with a very senior retired military officer uh, who served the country with great distinction for decades, and knows some of the people, the very senior people, uh, mentioned in the, uh, in the Woodward book. Uh, the, your, your listeners can figure that out, I think, pretty easily. Uh, that individual, uh, who, again, knows these people and has worked with them for a long time, uh, it is his belief that uh, they may well have uh, said the things attributed to them. Uh, his view is it's not, you know, those words attributed to some of the senior officials in the administration with military backgrounds. He said he's not, uh, he said it, it, it's not unlike them to have said those things. Now, you know, does, does it make it true? We, we don't know. Uh, I guess only the individuals and Bob Woodward know. Uh, but, you know, if it's any of these things are close to the mark, uh, you know, it's obviously very troubling for the administration. Look, trying to, be, you know, as you know, I served in the White House some years back. It is hard enough to run the government, deal with the world, when you've got the entire administration sort of pulling in one direction. You know, obviously, uh, that's not the case here. Um, on top of the Woodward book, uh, uh, people should, your listeners should take a look uh, either online or hard copy, at the New York Times anonymous uh, editorial uh, that claims to be from a, a senior administration uh, official. Uh, that could mean a lot of different things. And, you know, like the Woodward book, James, it's sort of uh, chock full of um, really, you know, pretty pointed and hard criticisms of the president. Now, if that individual uh, felt strongly about these things, it may have been certainly a much better thing and more honest to come forward and sort of put put your name forward. And if you don't like what the president's doing, you you leave your job, you move on, and that's that's life. Uh, but at the very least, both the Woodward book and the anonymous article run today in the New York Times in the op-ed section you know, raises very serious questions about the administration, uh, and obviously it's rankled the president a great deal. He's, you know, scouring, you know, the White House trying to identify, you know, the potential source. So, you know, the what I come back to, James, having been a, you know, a career officer serving, uh, you know, Democratic and Republican presidents, you know, through my career, is none of this, no matter who is, quote-unquote, right or wrong, 
none of this helps the national agenda. None of this tackles the, the many problems and challenges that, that we have. It's a huge distraction here. Uh, so I, I will tell you, I, I find it for that reason alone very unfortunate. Uh, but we will, we will see. My guess, uh, and, and you and I can talk about this down the road, my guess is that the, the individual who wrote that op-ed for the president uh, will be discovered one way or the other. And then, the, you know, if nothing else, Woodward will make millions more on the book because it, it certainly has people talking as, as we are here today. We've got Dr. Jack Carabelli joining us today. He, of course, has The Age of Hatred, and uh, he also has uh, a myriad of other books out there. You're also a, a cybersecurity uh, analyst as well. Uh, what, what do you make of the, uh, the head honchos from Twitter and Facebook and Google and some of these folks being uh, uh, grilled by Congress this week, my friend? Yeah, well, well James, first, I, I think the... The title of the book you mentioned, The Age of Hatred, maybe instead of applying it to the, the Middle East and terrorism, we should, we should take it and hang it on uh, you know, every, every official door in Washington. Uh, it has been you know, that unpleasant. Uh, in, in, in terms of you know, the, the Twitter, Google, Facebook, um, I, I think it's a good thing that there's now a, a spotlight being shown on you know, the, the social media, you know, what they do, how they operate, uh, they have, you know, they have enormous power, enormous influence, and, you know, if they're going to be, you know, American companies, although they obviously have a global reach, uh, they, you know, they, they, they should be accountable. So I, in one sense, I am, you know, I am pleased that Congress, at, at long last, after, you know, the hacking in the 2000. 16 election that, you know, the Congress is beginning to, you know, wake up to the, you know, the implications of how Twitter and Google and Facebook, how they all operate. I, I don't, I think we've got to be very careful about trying to impose legislation on them. But again, I, I think, you know, individuals, I, I never use social media just for these reasons. Uh, I, I don't trust it. I, I think there's probably... Uh, hidden agendas uh, that they pursue that they do not acknowledge. Uh, although I, I, I gather that the uh, the one official, I think he actually may have been from uh, Facebook, may have uh, admitted that you know there are content uh, perspectives, if you will, uh, that that do get filtered out. Uh, you know before they even uh, you know get get posted. So it, it's a really tricky business. Free speech is a wonderful thing. It makes us, you know, what we are. I don't think we should, uh, you know, curb it or try to curb it very heavily. But at the same time, I think we have every right to expect that, you know, the, the, the big social media giants. And look, the, those, those companies have created billionaires. Uh, Mark Zuckerberg's a, a prime example. Uh, I think we've created billionaires that, uh, again, you know, it should be held accountable, uh, and at the very least, uh, it should be honest and transparent in terms of the the policies they pursue uh, when when they use our information. As as you and I have chatted, and you've put a spotlight on this, data and information has value, and that's one of the things I you know I try to put into my you know forthcoming book on on cyber that can be pre-ordered. We've got Dr. Jack Carabelli with us today. He joins us live here in our broadcast. And uh, this this book, uh, you you put a lot of time and effort into the book. Uh, give us give us some highlights from the book that's coming. Well, the uh, number one, it it covers uh, cyber crime, it covers cyber espionage, it covers the uh, in great detail uh, the political hacking from the. Uh, 2016 election that that involved not only the U.S. but there was massive hacking carried out uh, by the Russians uh, against the, the British, against the French, uh, against the Germans uh, in elections that they had as well. So this is really a and it's well documented, I think, in the book a you know a real 
it, it, it's the face of information warfare, James. It's every bit of that. So we, we you know, we've tried to cover again cyber crime, cyber espionage, the political impact on cyber. Uh, my co-author is a is a British uh, expert, Nigel Jones. Uh, really good. He is long in the cyber game, highly regarded in his country. So we've tried to take a, a broad view uh, of the topic, uh, lay it out in a way that's uh, readable. It's almost like reading a, some some of the chapters a you know a, uh, a cyber espionage novel. Uh, you know, there's stuff in there that you know you, you'd be hard pressed to make up, uh, but that's that's the reality and. We try to cover a lot of that. We also try to provide some practical insights for, for government and business, what they can do to at least begin to protect themselves, you know, from these persistent and massive cyber attacks that the Russians, Chinese, North Koreans, Iranians carry out. Dr. Jack Carabelli joins us today. And uh, as we wrap up here with the good doctor, give me your uh, your thoughts on the passing of Burt Reynolds. That just uh, recently happened or yeah, earlier I just, today. Yeah, I read that. You know, I'm of the generation that remembers Burt Reynolds as, you know, a you know number one Hollywood movie star and, you know, great sex appeal. And, you know, I think he had sort of a, you know, a, a devil may care attitude toward life. Uh, you know, I know his life, I guess, later in, in later years, you know, had took some hard knocks and health problems and things like that. But, uh, you know, I think he was a, a genuine character. And, you know, I think the, the earlier movies that made him a star, you know, mostly comedies. I hope people will, you know, go back and watch them and laugh and, you know, remember the good times as we we all hope people remember when, you know, others passed, the, the good times, not the not the difficult times that almost everyone encounters. We've got Dr. Jack Caravelli joining us today. And, Doctor, I appreciate you making time for us today. Thanks for coming on, my friend. James, as always, a pleasure, and uh, have a good week. Definitely. We'll talk to you soon. There goes Dr. Jack Caravelli. We are going to take another time out. And when we come back, well, it's, it's, a, uh, it's, it's, it's a pitch up. Who's going to call first? Uh,. <laughs> Is it going to be Jim Barfield, or is it going to be our author? Who knows? We'll figure it out when we come back. If your credit card bills have gotten out of hand, call Consolidated Credit now. They can consolidate your debts, reduce your interest rates, and get you out of debt fast. Call Consolidated Credit now. 800-404-0907. 800-404-0907. That's 800-404-0907. Consolidated Credit Counseling Services Incorporated. 5701 West Sunrise Boulevard, Fort Lauderdale, Florida. 33313. Not a loan company. Licensed by the New York Department of Financial Services and by the Vermont Department of Financial Regulation. Maryland DM-19. Oregon DM-80031. Licensed by Virginia State Corporation Commission DC-32. Are you worried about your mom or dad living alone in their house? Hi, I'm Joan London. Listen, I know how difficult it is to find senior care for someone you love. That's why I recommend a free service called A Place for Mom. They are the nation's largest senior living referral service. Call A Place for Mom today. To receive free information on senior living communities in your area, call A Place for Mom at 1-800-809-5785. A Place for Mom offers free, one-on-one advice from local advisors and a personalized list of senior living communities you can visit. If you have questions about senior care for your mom or dad, there's a place for answers, a place for mom. Call A Place for Mom in the next 10 minutes to get your free ebook on financing senior care as well as free information on senior living communities in your area. Call 1-800-809-5785. That's 1-800-809-5785. Download the iHeartRadio app to hear us live as live can get. Search J-I-G-G-Y-J-A-G-U-A-R. You will hear great bits like this from Barry Farber, legendary conservative talk show host. Makes the difference. But look, man, i got to thank you uh, for giving me this much time, this much respect. You have really made today a great pleasure for me, and I want to thank you for it. Once you've downloaded the iHeartRadio app, search J-I-G-G-Y, J-A-G-U-A-R, 
and listen to all of our past episodes and future episodes of the world-famous Jiggy Jaguar Show, all categorized by hour. Well, I just want to say I love what you do, James. But I, I love what you're doing. I love just being a part of what you what you share information uh, with your listeners. Search J I G G Y J E G U A R on iHeartRadio. If you owe $10,000 or more to the IRS and you cannot afford to make payments to the IRS, you may qualify for the CNC tax program. This is a new program, and if you qualify, you won't make any payments to the IRS while in this program. Once you're accepted into this program, the IRS is forced to stop all harassing collection activities. No threatening phone calls, no wage garnishments, no bank levies, and no more monthly payments to the IRS. Get ready to write this number down. It's the most important number you'll ever need to end your IRS tax nightmare. Call Paramount Tax Relief at 800-549-6183 for a free confidential consultation to find out if you qualify for the CNC tax program. Once you are accepted into the CNC tax program, you won't make any payments to the IRS while in this program. Call Paramount Tax Relief now at 800-549-6183. That's 800-549-6183. Again, 800-549-6183. Dan Perkins here for Songs and Stories for Soldiers with your veterans' tip of the day. Did you know that the suicide rate for women vets is 12 times that of their sisters in civilian life? Did you know that one in four women vets feel uncomfortable about talking to people about their mental health issues? Did you know almost 600,000 women vets in America are suffering from PTSD? It's time to help. It's time for all of us to encourage our sisters, mothers, and wives to get help by contacting their local VA hospital clinic or community-based health care center. So if you know a woman vet that is suffering, go to va.gov and find their nearest VA facility. This has been Dan Perkins of Songs and Stories for Soldiers.us with your veterans tip of the day. Talk with Jiggy right now at 1-866-763-1242 and email JiggyJagwire at JiggyJagwire.com. Yay, indeed, we are back here on our big broadcast. Coast to coast, to border to border, all over the damn internet. I haven't said that in a while. <laughs> uh, we have got Jaybird Wells with us in studio. Susan Bellyfew is going to be our guest here in just a few moments. And uh, we talked to her several months ago, back in March. She's got some exciting new stuff going on. She's got a brand new book, Path of Lucas, The Journey He Endured. And uh, she joins us today on the telephone. Susan, how are you, my friend? Good, thank you. We've got uh, Susan Bellifue with us today. Amazing biography, The Path of Lucas, The Journey He Endured, is now available in Nigeria. Plus, there are plans to release it in 25 other languages. The Nigerian publisher believes it is a book that helps young women become independent by learning to read. And uh, congratulations on having the book distributed in other countries. How does that feel, my friend? It's amazing. It's like whenever writing this book, I never thought this would happen to me. I went to um, Book Expo about a year and a half ago, and the CEO of RadMed Publishing Company in Nigeria came up to me and said that he wanted to publish my book. I was in shock. Well, tell us a little bit about the book. Refresh our memory here on the book. Uh, The book is a fiction, but it's based on a true story about my parents. Um, Basically, my dad is my hero. He taught us the power of love. Back in the early 70s, my mom was diagnosed with uh, psychotic depression, and uh, she was hospitalized for about almost a year, and the doctors gave up on her because they they did all kinds of treatments and she wasn't coming through. So they told my dad that she needs to go into an institute. My dad kind of refused it, and he worked a way, uh, I won't say how because it's in the book, um, to get her back home to us, and she came back to us at Christmas. So Christmas is me is my very special time. 
We've got uh, Susan Bellyfew with us today. Amazing biography, The Path of Lucas, The Journey He Endured, is now available in Nigeria. And uh, the book is about uh, Susan's father and the struggles that happened when her mother, Isabel, was diagnosed with a mental illness. In this book, people discover that no path is simple. Choices are hard, and Lucas must decide between realizing his dreams and finding to keep his family together. And Susan joins us on the telephone. And um, the the book, absolutely, absolutely amazing. Why should people be aware of and discuss mental issues within their family? I think people should be aware and talk about it because it could happen to anyone. I mean, it's happening to 10, 12-year-olds nowadays. So um, families should be able to talk. And so if someone is feeling depressed, they are able to open up to someone, a family member or a friend, because a lot of times you feel shamed, and so you kind of hide the, your feelings, and then you We've got Susan Bellyfew with us today. She joins us live here in the broadcast. Now, the book may be published in up to 25 other languages for distribution in other countries. What other countries are you most excited to see your book in? Oh, it would be amazing to see my book all around the world, but if I have to choose a country, I'd love to choose China. Awesome. Awesome. It is uh, Susan Bellyfew. She's with us today here in a broadcast. Now, the book is set in Canada. How important is it to you to give the rest of the world a glimpse into what life was like in Canada during this slice of history? Uh, back in history here in eastern Ontario, um, there was a lot of farmland. Um, so the farmers really had to work very hard, and all the family members were involved in helping with the farm. Um, it was a place where it was, um, like, you had uh, socials, affairs, so there was always, like, gatherings, and my favorite part was family always got together on Sunday and had um, supper with the parents. Um, there was also folks that struggled, though, to keep their families fed, and um, it was a property time of year, too, uh, life there back then, too. We've got a great guest with us today, and uh, Susan Bellyview joins us. Where can people buy the book or find out more? Your website, social media, where can they find out all the information? Um, you can find it at www.pathoflucas.com, and in Canada you can find it at amazon.ca or indigo. Um, in the U.S. you can find it at amazon.com or Barnes & Noble. You can also check uh, links on Google. There's all kinds of links there, and also on Facebook. If people want to give me a like on Facebook, that'd be amazing. Awesome. Well, I appreciate you making time for us today. Thanks for coming on the broadcast, my friend. I thank you very much for having me. Definitely. Have yourself a wonderful day. There goes Susan Bellyfew. We're going to try to get Jim Barfield in here before is addiction ruining your life? we get Patches of History. Going to treatment is the hardest thing you'll ever do, but it is so much easier than living with the pain of this disease. Addiction is a disease. Stop saying tomorrow when it can be today. Call now and take your first step towards recovery. 1-800-681-7951. 1-800-681-7951. That's 1-800-681-7951. How would you love to feel great, get healthy, and look amazing? Visit MidwestCBDOil.com. It's time to fight the winning battles against depression, epilepsy, insomnia, addictions, and more. CBD oil is a 100% all-natural product. It's the safest alternative to over-the-counter prescription drugs. That's MidwestCBDOil.com. Our products are made from pure, full-spectrum oil extracted from the hemp plant and lab-tested. Act now and get free shipping on your entire order. MidwestCBDOil.com, bringing you the best CBD oil products available. Back to the Jiggy Jaguar Radio Show on the network. We are back here on our world-famous Jiggy Jaguar Radio broadcast, coast-to-coast, border-to-border on TuneIn, iTunes, Radio Loyalty, Stitcher, and the brand-new Jiggy Jaguar app available in the App Store, JiggyJaguar.us. You can stream the show live, 24-7 replay, exclusive news and programming information, and uh, patches of history coming up here in just a few moments. But uh, we have got uh, our next guest, uh, Jim Barfield, joins us on the telephone. How are you, sir? I'm doing great. How are you guys doing? 
pretty good, actually. Uh, Jim Barfield with us today. He joins us on the telephone. And uh, so, so Jim, uh, give us a little bit on your background here so we can kind of educate the audience and, and anybody who's listening uh, as, as, as to your background. Oh, I started off my uh, adult career in the military. I was in the artillery, I went to aviation. Aviation, I went uh, from a crew chief to a helicopter pilot, jet pilot, and a military, I worked in the military as a scout pilot, pilot fast soldiers and artillery and uh, Cobra attack. Wow. So you've had a, uh, you've had quite the, quite the military career, my friend. Yeah, but the one most important thing uh, at this time was uh, I was a uh, I was an investigator, an arson investigator. I won Investigator of the Year for Oklahoma, Investigator of the Year internationally for the International Association of Arson Investigators, and kind of led me into the, to the field that I'm in right now. Fantastic. We have got Jim Barfield with us today. He joins us live here in a broadcast, director of the Copper Scroll Project. The Copper Scroll has more prophecy in the first line than all the other non-biblical texts put together. And uh, Jim Barfield with us today here in the broadcast. Tell us about the Copper Scroll Project. Well, let me tell you about the Copper Scroll first. Okay, yes, tell us all about it. Yeah, the scroll is uh, about seven feet long, made out of three sheets of copper, pounded and hammered out to a smooth surface, made almost pure copper, and it lists an incredible amount of treasures, gold, silver gems, <clears throat> ingots, and vessels from the Temple of Solomon, and very possibly vessels and artifacts from the, uh, the uh, Tabernacle of Moses. Which uh, was that the tent that Moses took around with him for the forty years in the wilderness? So it's a it's a treasure map, but it's way more than that. You got to understand this thing is like the key to the Valley of Accor. And if you know anything about the Bible, the Valley of Accor is considered the door of hope. Well, this is the key to the door of hope if you understand it. And I absolutely believe that uh, we we understand it. It's been tested by the. Uh, Archaeology, uh, archaeologist in Israel. I've shown and presented this to the head uh, man in the in the uh, antiquities department. His name at the time he's uh, he's passed away here recently. His name was Shuka Dorfman, and he was the head of the antiquities department. He liked it. He liked it enough. He called a special meeting with the lead archaeologist Uman and uh, the uh, top man for the West Bank and for the Gaza Strip. Okay. <laughs> well, that is a uh, that that is that is a uh, a heck of a deal. Now, tell us about the Copper Scroll Project. Well, the project started actually the night that I realized I'd figured out how to understand the thing. <clears throat> I called my son in, sat down with him, and talked him, and he thought I lost my mind. Uh, I told him, "Hey, I said, look, son, I think I figured out how to understand the Copper Scroll, which he understood what what." It's a, you know, but it's such an enigma in the world of uh, the Dead Sea Scrolls that he, when I told him that, he just said, yeah, but he said, let me get the kids, I gotta go. You know, he was, he didn't believe me, but I made him sit down and I began to feel to him, and here's the deal. It's so simple, my research is so simple, that every time I sit down and share to either my son, the head of the antiquity story, the head of the uh, Masada, the head of the National Park Authority, the head of Qumran, they all go, they just foreheads and say, oh my gosh, this guy just figured this thing out. And if I truly have figured it out, that is a massive, massive amount of metals that are, that are, uh, just waiting Qumran in the, in the desert of Israel. We've got, uh, Jim Barfield with us today. Uh, fantastic, fantastic. The uh, Copper Scroll Project. He's the director of this project, and uh, he's produced a 300-page document proving ample evidence and research for findings. Uh, what's been some of the feedback you've gotten on this so far? Fantastic feedback. There's a lot of the guys that have PhDs, that have got PhDs, which I 
trying to understand it from a mystical, you know, Kabbalah, which is Jewish mysticism. You, don't, you just read the instructions and follow the instructions of the thing, and that's where most of them come from anyway. And they're not, they're not applying common logic. But with due respect to them, you know, we figured it out. Now it's just a matter of getting back out to that. Because, listen, we went to, we went to this location, me and the uh, deputy speaker of the Knesset, his name was Moshe Faglin, an Israeli, and under his authority, we scanned the locations with a very, very powerful six-foot uh, head on this metal detector. And the devil thing it just gave enormous amounts of uh, non-ferrous metals. Do you understand my non-ferrous metal core? Yes, yes. Non-ferrous metals, again, for those that don't know in your they're gold, silver, brass, aluminum, and I let those guys were having a big party out there at this ancient site uh, during the hurricanes. There's a massive quantity of non-ferrous metals. I'm, I'm telling you, 60 feet long. Ten feet wide, and we we got a really solid indication on our uh, computer readings. Absolutely amazing. We have got uh, Jim Barfield with us today. He has an incredible book uh, and an incredible project he's working on, the Copper Scroll Project, and uh, the website CopperScrollProject.com. You can get more information over there. Uh, I guess before we let you go, my friend, what, what, what are some of your plans uh, now that you've gotten the project taken care of and you're moving on down the line with everything? Well, we've, got, uh, we've got a book that's actually on Amazon right now. It's called The Copper School Project, written by a lady by the name of Shelly Meese. Did an absolutely wonderful job. It tells about the project, and it gives lots of technical data to back everything up that she's telling you. And uh, it's, right now it's in ebook form. The official release hasn't even come out yet, which is the 30th of October, and we have already climbed the number one in our category. So that's that's pretty damn good for a lady, first time author. And also, we've got a uh, tour coming up uh, in in Israel, and, and I'm actually going to disclose to the people that go on this tour, show them where these locations are at. Now, I wouldn't recommend them grabbing a couple and heading out there. Awesome stuff. Well, I appreciate it, my friend. We've got to get to our next guest who's going to be calling here in a few moments, but I appreciate you making time for us today. Thank you, my friend. Thank you for having us on the Definitely. Thank you, man. There goes Jim Barfield. We are going to take a break, and uh, Patches of History is coming up. We'll be back here in just a few The Jiggy Jaguar Radio Network is growing by leaps and bounds. If you would like to be added to our growing list of network stations, please send us an email to jiggyjaguar at jiggyjaguar.com. And who knows, maybe your station could become part of the most powerful network on the worldwide. The Jiggy Jaguar Radio Network, broadcasting live at the home base of jiggyjaguar.com. Jiggy Jaguar is better than me. I'm totally serious about that, too. Tyler Hollywood will never live that down. As long as he lives, he will never live that down. It is the world-famous Jiggy Jaguar radio broadcast. It is the... Let's see. What do we got here? It's 3 o'clock. It is the Monday edition of our world-famous Jiggy Jaguar radio broadcast. And A.K. Patch is joining us. Mr. Alan K. Patch. How are you, sir? Very good. Back with another different kind of show for you, Jiggy. Yes, and I've got uh, Jaybird Wells in studio, too, so she is going to uh, probably pop in and out here on this uh, 
on this segment of Patches of History. And uh, Alan K. Patch, of course, joining us today. And uh, akpatchauthor.com if you want to get in touch with Alan and pick up his books and, and everything else. Um, Patches of History, the origination of an iconic American hero, and there are few entertainment consumers in this world who have not heard the words truth, justice, and the American way. Whether you remember the black and white TV hero George Reeves, or the Technicolor Steve Reeves, or Dean Cain, who was here in Hutchinson a few uh, months ago, I could I could talk to you, Alan, about a story we won't on there. Superman is the American superhero. There's a long list of superheroes that draw the attention of moviegoers and comic book readers. But what is the origin of these characters, and who is responsible for most of the iconic superheroes of them all? Here to entertain us and enlighten us on the subject is our history superhero author, A.K. Patch, with another patch of history... And, um, Alan, what is the typical origin of superheroes in our media, my friend? Well, great to be back with you, Jiggy, and uh, bring, you know, all this kind of, these kind of different shows. Well, look, you know, most of this comes from Greek mythology. We kind of know that. It, there must be something compelling about it, because we continue to see this, you know, reborn in uh, the TV, the movies, uh, books, and comics. And uh, the gods were the original superheroes, along with you know other other you know minor heroes like Hercules. Uh, but uh, you know, think about it. You know, they have extraordinary powers. Um, the deeds of these uh, gods and and other um, superheroes back then uh, were you know to save a city or kill a monster or maybe save the girl. There wasn't so much a notion of justice. That seems to be something that came up more in the modern day. Yes. And, uh, you know, these gods are still interesting. I mean, I mean, they're, they're like, they're like regular people. They're jealous. You know, they, they have favorites of the mortals they want to, they want to help or harm. Uh, you know, in, in the, the one thing that gods hate though, Jiggy, is they hate it if you're a mortal and you think you're a god. That's the worst thing that you can do. If you're arrogant enough and have enough viewers to think that you're a god, here comes the giant fly swatter down for Olympus to whack you back down to earth. So the gods did not like you to think that you could be a god. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It it is Alan K. Patch. He joins us today here in our broadcast. And uh retired United States Navy Captain Alan Patch grew up in Plymouth, Massachusetts with a family history that dates back to coming over from England in sixteen twenty three, leading to his fascination with the heritage of our nation. Alan earned degrees from Boston College and from Tufts University. He then spent over two decades in the Navy, deployed in both Navy hospitals and in active duty with the Marine Corps, and then in the Naval Reserve. And akpatchauthor.com for more information. Who came up with Superman, my friend? Give us the details on this. You know, we, we, we hear about Superman. We've been uh, reading about him and watching movies a long time, but, you know, who, who, who developed this, this, uh, this figure? It, it was two guys, a guy named Jerry Siegel and his partner, Joe Schuster, and they were from Cleveland. And uh, they Cleveland. got together, they met, they met in school, <laughs> uh, and they started, you know, they, they kind of like science fiction. Well, together they kind of came up with this, with this uh, figure of Superman, but first it was sort of like based on a super-powered villain, and then they kind of changed him into a hero. What? And uh, they tried to get a comic <laughs> strip to work, but that didn't quite go, and finally they got jobs for DC National, which ended up becoming DC Comics. Okay, so... so Superman originally was a villain. Yeah, I'm. I'm just not grasping I, I'm, that. I'm, I'm. 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 I'm trying to get the deep. Me, me and Jay are totally confused by this. Ak. Yeah, well, you know when they originally started developing the figures, um, you know because they they were designing comics, they originally thought that you know they originally had it as sort of a super powered villain that they had uh, seen. <laughs> I, I just can't. That's awesome. That's awesome. It is. Uh, change him into a hero. Remember, you know, we're getting back to this issue that you know that these uh, this interesting thing about our superheroes is that you know they have great abilities, but they also have faults, and uh, it kind of, in a way, sort of resembles a lot of these a lot of mythology. Yes, because that's a much more real character than to have someone who's all bad or all good. 
We've got Alan K. Patch with us today. Check out akpatchauthor.com. Passage at Delphi and Delphi's Chosen are available at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and at akpatchauthor.com. And a little bit more about Alan uh, today. Alan Patch's fast-paced adventure novels bring history to life in the Delphi series. Of course, Patches at Delphi is the first novel in the series exploring the confluence of the past and present and future with ordinary people tossed into extraordinary situations. Delphi's Chosen continues the adventure, but now the characters are volunteers rather than victims. He invites readers along for the thrilling ride and explores the difference between heroism and celebrity in the context of past and present culture. Now, getting back here to the topic today, what happened to the rights to the character of Superman? Well, it's unfortunate, but, you know, they were young guys, and eventually, I mean, they sold them, uh, they sold the rights to Superman for 130 bucks. What? <laughs> That's fantastic. Oh, somebody's uh, rolling so over in their grave. <laughs> <laughs> they sold them for a car payment. Fantastic. <laughs> well, you know, back then, that was more. I mean, we're talking you yes, know, 1940s, yes. and, you know, they, they, they made more, uh, you know, I mean, they actually sold it in the time period, I think 1938. So 130 bucks then probably was worth quite a bit more. But, you know, they, they, they sold the rights, but they continued to work um, as writers for DC Comics. And between that time and, like, uh, the, you know, 46, 47, they earned quite a bit of money uh, writing about Superman and uh, working for, the, for uh, DC Comics. The problem is, is that, you know, they realized that things didn't go well for them, and then they came up with this issue of Superboy, and so they started a lawsuit. And uh, the lawsuit was contested. They they got a settlement, which might be about a million dollars in today's money, um, but they had to sign away the rights for Superboy and, and I think the promise that they would never sue again on uh, Superman. Wow. <laughs> this is Alan K. Patch. He's joining us today. Patches of History. Of course, check out akpatchauthor.com. That's akpatchauthor.com. Passage of Delphi and Delphi's Chosen, and the brand new book is available over there at akpatchauthor.com. Now, what happened to the two designers in later life? Well, you know how it is, Jiggy. Uh, money always enters into this question somehow. You know, uh, you know, they, they Schuster left comics after that, but Siegel continued to work in the comic book industry, uh, and he kept writing Superman stories, but they let him go in 1964. And, wow. uh, you know, he didn't really do much after that time, but in 1975, when the movies started coming, I remember we started seeing these super, uh, Superman movies, uh, Christopher Reeve at one point and, and, a, and a few others. Uh, they realized that they were losing all these royalties and, and recognition, so they sued for that. And they received a settlement, which is basically a, a life a lifelong stipend of about 35000 a year. It started lower, but then they raised it. So they did get some, um, you know, they did get some satisfaction later, uh, especially recognition for what they had done. I mean, these, these guys were pioneers. Um, but later in life, you know, they didn't have too much money, and they got sick, and um, both of them passed away, like, uh, in the 90s, sometime around here. Pretty amazing stuff. It's Alan K. Patch. He joins us today here in our broadcast. Now, how does the idea of superheroes fit into your novels, my friend? Tell us all about that. Well, you know, my novel series is is sort of meat and bones history, but, you know, there, there's an element of mythology in there, and, and also sort of a sort of a, a look to the future so i you know I, I because i love history and i love sort of this uh this area of ancient greece and mythology i'm able to blend that sort of into my story and i do have a character who has some sort of super abilities and he has to decide whether those um whether those abilities are going to be used benevolently, in other words, for the, for the good, or yes. or otherwise. And, uh, you know, his, he's desperate, really, in, in, in a sense. And what he's trying to do is he's really trying to preserve our way of life. And that's kind of one of the basis of the story, is, is that we do need heroes. Heroes are great for our society. It's great for us to understand who the real heroes are in our society, um, whether they're police or firemen or... You know, the, the circumstantial heroes who come up and, and rise to the occasion. We've seen that a number of times recently. Or maybe even everyday heroes, jiggy like parents. We should really need to recognize who the real heroes in our society are. And, uh, you know, in the end, it's kind of nice to have uh, 
these superheroes in the movies and everything, but in the end, uh, you know, it, it's, it's more about us. Well, Jay, do you have any questions for Alan since we're, we've got a little bit of time? Here. I was curious. Is, the thing that keeps pounding through my head is what was Superman's faults? Was it kind of like where he was not always keeping his promises? Well, you know, I, I, I don't see um, Superman as having as many faults maybe as some of the others. Uh, one thing I do want to mention is that, you know, a lot of, a lot of these um, superheroes, great many of them have these abilities, but one thing to remember is that Batman didn't. He, he didn't really have any super abilities. He kind of did what he did with cunning and sort of his inventions and things like that. So there are different kinds. Um, you know, in the end, I think... As we moved into, uh, you know, um, the threat of World War II um, and where justice became much more important in our society, uh, you know, you, you can see how these superheroes morphed into this issue, like the Justice League. And what they did was to, was to help uh, the weak or to bring justice. Just kind of an interesting transformation from the way the gods were originally um, and, uh, you know, it's a bunch of sort of jealous and conniving sort of superheroes to what we have now, which is based on justice. Hmm. That's awesome. I took kind of an opposite approach, and I uh, I took this Triton out of my mermaid book and did more sci-fi. Well, you know, uh, you can go in so many di- directions of this, and that's what's interesting, this the subject matter is still compelling because we see it all the time. Think about someone like, say, Katniss Everdeen um, in the uh, Hunger Games series. I think the author was pretty well versed in mythology because you have the goddess Artemis, who is the goddess of the hunt. She runs around with a bow and arrow, and and, um, and you also have Athena, who's the protector of cities. If you combine those two together, you kind of get the character of Katniss. So it's just interesting how these things are sort of brought back and replayed in different forms. I volunteer as tribute for a character in your next book. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, I'd be happy to talk with you anytime. It's always fun to to talk with people who are interested in this subject because it it is part of our culture. Um, You know, I go back to my own uh, upbringing I mean, I, I got interested in this because I used to sit on the floor in a drugstore and look at these comic books called Classics Illustrated. Uh, they, they started in the 40s, but I'm talking about, uh, you know, the early 60s. They were still making them, and they would take, you know, the great classics like Moby Dick or, or um, you know, The Count of Monte Crisco, uh, all those kind of classical novels, but also they did the Iliad and the Odyssey and... Julius Caesar, and so I just loved reading them, and then I became an artist because I started to try to copy the covers, if you've ever seen any of those covers. Comic book covers are critically important for sales, and they spent a lot of time, effort to to get the covers correct to attract attention, and they got my attention because I started trying to draw and copy them. So that's how I really got started uh, interested in in uh, the whole subject. Of course, you know, there were great movies back in those days um, with Cleopatra and Spartacus and the Rose and all those. So, And then there were the Hercules movies, <laughs> which are you know, the, kind of funny because sometimes they were dubbed, you know, the, the word. The, the yes. Didn't go the same. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, Alan. Two questions. Go ahead. Jump in there. Um, what was your favorite uh, superhero and what is your favorite Greek mythologist? Well, I would say, uh, I'd have to say my favorite superhero is Batman, uh, just because of what, what I, had, I had talked about earlier, That is that really he's, let's call him a mortal. He, he, is, uh, he doesn't have super abilities, but he uses his, his guile and his, he understands the criminal mind. Um, he is able to use these inventions that he has to help thwart crime. Uh, so I, I find him most interesting. Uh, uh, of course, the character of Apollo, which is a kind of a central character in, in my novel series, um, I, I find him an interesting god uh, to to look at and, and think about. But I, I'm sort of, you know, I'm a historical fiction writer in a sense that, you know, I love the, the, uh, the, 
the real history of um, of, of Greece and Rome and um, and how that sort of uh, brought about uh, our society. That's pretty awesome. I like him. Can we have him on again? <laughs> <laughs> Well, Alan, uh, I appreciate you making time for us today. I will talk to you next week, my friend, with uh, more right, patches you, of history. Uh, uh, Journey from Delphi is going to be out. We may be able to talk more about it next week. That third book is going to come out uh, in ebook form sometime next week, I'm guessing. Awesome. Awesome. Well, we will, uh, we will cover that next week. Thank you, my friend. Okay. Goodbye to both. Appreciate it. Thank you, my friend. Bye. There goes Alan K. Patch. And uh, that wraps it up. We are, uh, I guess we will see you next time. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.